Rebecca. And Lily. And you're listening to Just Gooey Things. <laughs> that was the worst one. Well, hey, Boo Things. Welcome back to Just Ghoulie Things, the quarantine spooky story special, episode 59. And that is probably the first of 59. That was the worst intro ever. And we are your bootyful hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Hey. So, we have a lot of stories for you today. Mine are pretty short, moderate, you know. So, okay. uh,. You guys know the deal. Lily and I each tell you guys five scary encounter stories that we find online. You enjoy them. You rate us five stars and review <laughs> us. You post about us on all your social media. You tell everyone you how much you love us. And that's pretty much it. So, Lily, without further ado, let's get started. Let's go. Okay. My first one is called Ouija Board App Didn't Go As Planned. Okay. So... <laughs> So this happened in 2019, May 5th, and it was around 11 p.m. This is an app called Spirit Board Simulator. My mom's sister and I were relaxing in the living room watching a horror movie, Sinister One. We are, a huge hor- we are huge horror movie fans. Afterwards, I decided to download this app because we kept hearing noises, heavy footsteps and tapping, along with shadow figures uh, by the sliding door leading in leading into the dining room with the kitchen light on. I thought this app was a joke, hence why they dared me to go through with it. Because, come on, most paranormal apps on iPads and Androids are completely fake with possibly bots for comments to boost the developer's views and whatnot. Well, it started as typical. It'd repeat stupid lines most boards would have programmed in to spook the players into believing. That's when the planchette began to act up. It started spazzing out and going to every direction until the app froze and it returned to the home screen. We all thought this was just part of the app and it would have some jump scare. So we were having a giggle and then lightly panicking at the tension uh, of it when I be, when I went to open the app. Thankfully, nothing jump scared us. But going to the board, it spelled out, are you scared? That's when a door to one of the rooms slammed shut, legit slammed so aggressively that the house felt as though it shook. I remember all of us freezing. My sister screamed, bloody murder, though, and my dog was barking and guarding the entrance of the living room. I felt my heart sink into my chest and and my face go pale. It was a fear I could not describe. That's when my oldest sister came home from a friend's birthday and she laughed at us, uh, And she laughed at us uh, when we told her. She doesn't really want to believe in the paranormal after the experiences she'd had with a controlling ex-boyfriend who would cling to her after his death in 2012 and still does despite he's not as, like, strong, I think. Uh, He's more calmed down, and honestly, I'm not sure if he's here anymore. Anyways, we decided to shake off what happened and take a deep breath. Maybe it was the wind. But it wasn't windy at all, and the front and back door were locked, and the windows were shut, and our neighborhood is the safest place to be. That's when my sister came in complaining about the mess in her room. We checked. She she couldn't find her tablet anywhere, searched the entire bedroom. It was in the hallway, even though it was, in fact, on her bed. The DVD player was on and had a nameless blank white disc inside with the timer reading 10 minutes, but the TV plug was taken out from the wall and hidden behind the stand. I went back to the board and asked, Brian, was that you? That's his name. And the answer was, are you scared? I wasn't having it and continued to ask more questions. Did you ruin her room? 
Maybe, it said. Do you still love her? Yes, it said. What do you want? Her. Um, so he took his own life. Um, he wanted, so it says, uh, before he took his own life, uh, he wanted her to come over and talk things out. Police discovered a pistol in his bedroom hidden under his bed. This response definitely spooked me. Um, this part baffles me and went, uh, and a cold chill went down my spine. When my mom came back into the living room, I told her it was him. And I heard a clear, clear male. Vo- I heard a clear male voice say, yeah, <laughs> smooth and clear right in my ear. Ooh, that rhymes right after my sister ran in screaming when she went to make a sandwich and someone whispered to her, shh, she wasn't sure if it was a man or a woman's voice. The end. Uh, are you scared? Uh, fuck yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? What kind of question is that? So the moral of the story is don't even use a Ouija board app. Okay, guys? Even if it's not the physical Ouija board, don't use it. Just know yeah. okay. All right, my next story. Um, I have another Ouija board story, but I'm going to leave that one for later. This one is titled My Baby Brother. My little brother, who is now 21 and I, spoke on the phone recently, and I asked him about an incident that happened when he was about three or four years old. For a little background, my grandmother died when she was young. She had lost a leg and was blind in one eye and wore an eye patch. My father was her primary caretaker, and her death was very taboo in my house. None of us kids ever met her, and he didn't have any pictures of her hanging in the house, and he never wanted to talk about her. I knew what she looked like just from digging through boxes of photos, but my brother was too young. Well, at around three years old, he started saying things to my dad like, I saw your mommy today. My dad brushed it off for a long time until one day my brother asked, why does your mommy look like a pirate? (laughs) And and that freaked him out because there was no way for him to know about the eye patch. He didn't handle it well, and instead of asking more questions and telling him about his grandmother, he accused him of having an act of imagination and told him to stop talking about it. Fast forward to now, we are both adults and capable of talking about taboo family things, and I asked him about it. He said that she was always in his room, just sort of sitting there smiling at him. She never called herself grandma, just your daddy's mommy. He said now that he's older, the memory is very blurry, and he isn't 100% sure it wasn't just dreams. But this is a weird situation nonetheless. Oh, wow. Why why does your mommy look like a pirate? Like, (laughs) bitch. (laughs) I love kids. I know. Kids are the best to ask for honest answers. Like, if you ask them if you're pretty or not, because they will be the first ones to tell you, no, you're ugly, or, like, oh, you're really pretty. Like, those are the honest, like, they have no fucks. It's either older, it's either old people or really young kids. No in between. All right. The less fucks you give, the closer you are to the other side. (laughs) Exactly. All right, Lily, what's your next story? Okay. My next story is called Cat and Invisible Entity. Lately in quarantine, we've been noticing weird occurrences in our home. Whatever it is doesn't seem to be harmful particularly, but it still freaks us out. With my bag strap hanging in midair as if something was holding it. Hearing pit pats and stomps in the living room at night, along with our dogs grunting and growling. These are a few of our most recent experiences. Yesterday, the cat woke up from her sleep. Now, our cat is super lazy. She only gets up when she's hungry or wants to explore outside. I walked past my boyfriend's parents' room and heard a whisper that sounded like, come here. And when I went back, the cat was sitting very attentively, was staring very attentively to the corner. I simply brushed it off, thinking I may have, had, I may have been hearing things. 
But then that night, she had come into the kitchen. She's carefree and asks as if she owns the house. Sounds like a typical cat. Yeah. Uh, but she stopped in her stride and looked up at something for a while, and I noticed from the corner of my eye and watched her size up uh, and examine this thing. She then backs up a bit and walks around something and runs to the door. When we got up, she starts to bob her head to the motion of whatever she sees. I was thinking of running a recording around the house to see what I pick up, but my boyfriend would rather we didn't. What should I do? The end. Uh, I think you should get the hell out of the house. <laughs> That's. I mean, if you're going to ask us, we're just going to tell you, sage, salt, and get the fuck out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> stop, drop, stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> okay. My next story is titled... Mom brought us proof. So when my mom was first diagnosed with cancer, she became a born-again Christian, but back in the 90s, she was all into the New Age stuff, and it told me and my sisters that it was possible she'd contact us from the afterlife to prove that there was something after this. When the breast cancer came back the second time, this time meta metastasized in her lungs and stage four she decided she couldn't face the chemo and all that again for a less than 50 percent chance of not beating it but only extending her time but she did extend her prognosis by moving to colorado and using therapies there to keep her weight up after three years the decline couldn't be stopped and she came home to alabama september 2017 to make memories with everyone and set affairs in order she was there for my wedding in texas we all had a last christmas together with lots of laughing and pictures she got to teach me to make jelly and can it June 2018, mom started telling my sister and dad about the shadow people she started seeing. She would see them in the yard or they would move through the rooms of the house as if the walls were not there, sometimes standing by her for a period of time before walking off. They weren't frightening or scary to her. She just wondered why they were there. My sister speculated that from mom, the veil, whatever separates the living from the dead, was getting thin, but her approach to it was so gradual she might be seeing through it. Mom passed three months later in September, and at first when I saw her in my dreams, it was leaving me very stressed out and distraught when I woke up and I hadn't told anyone but my husband. I was trying to be tough through it on my own. Then there was another dream. Mom was sitting at the kitchen table, not talking, just chilling, and two of her sisters came over. My Aunt R was sitting at the head of the table in the chair my mom was in, but right before reaching went, oops, can't take that one, B is there. I was shocked and said, you can see her? And my Aunt R laughed and said, yeah, of course I can. She's visiting all of us. After that, I woke up, I called my Aunt R, and after beating around the bush a little, I asked if she was having dreams with my mom, and she was. Then I found out so were my sisters and my dad, but so far, mom didn't talk in mine. She was telling my dad to go places and giving advice and those sort of things to others. I became less stressed and saddened by her presence in my dreams. Two months ago, mom came to me in a dream and told me I need to go see my grandmother, her mother, soon. She didn't say why, she just said I needed to and do it soon. Soon was very pressed upon. Then in this dream, I called my oldest sister to tell her about it, and I started crying on the phone with her, which is what woke me up with tears still on my cheeks. So the first thing I do is complete the dream, call my sister, tell her about it so she can go visit Granny. It's not easy for me living a thousand miles away. Last month, my sister tells me my granny's mind is now slipping pretty regularly. Example, she went to three yard sales with my aunt and bought stuff at all three. Then they went out to eat lunch, and someone mentions maybe they will see some more yard sales after lunch, and granny says, yeah, maybe we will find one now. Ain't seen a single one all day. And she wasn't joking. <laughs> These last two weeks, granny started having breathing distress and was in the hospital for a week. Now she's been released to home hospice. I'm flying back this week. My mom only spoke up in my dream to warn me, and it came true pretty fast. She always told us if she could bring us proof of the afterlife, she would. And to me, she has. 
the end. Oh. Yeah, it's so it's it's sad, but it's sweet that there is proof that there is something after this, and that this person mm-hmm. kept through with their promise even in the afterlife that they would exactly. make themselves known. So, yeah. I love that. That's sweet. That's and also you don't feel as alone. It's probably easier to go through the mourning process, you yeah. know which must last long, you know, after you lose your mother. And also for... people that are scared to pass, you know, this is kind yes, of comforting exactly. that there is something after this. Yeah. All right. This one is called some weird things have been happening to me. Hi, this is my first post here. I downloaded the app just to post this and look for some answers. If I'm being crazy or paranoid, or if anyone has a different take on it. So, Rebecca, I'll read this, and then we'll see if the person is crazy or if there's something paranormal going on. I've been in quite a low place for a few weeks now, de- quite depressed and down. I mean, about three years ago, about three, not years, sorry, about three days ago, weird things started happening. They're all quite innocent, but still, I've never had this before. Firstly, the very stupid one. My phone started acting weird, like all my photos would disappear, then reappear, and then it would pop up on all my apps that... The access to the photos is gone, so I had to go into the settings to change it. But when I click onto the settings option, there would be no option to change it. The next one is when I was watching Netflix late one night with my dog. I was flicking through and clicked on Modern Family and proceeded to watch ap- to watch it. After a minute, I realized I had already seen this episode and went to find a different one. It froze and kept turning on and off. Um, turning on and off the TV. Then I get up to go over to it it would work fine and then this repeated for three times next i was having a shower and when i was getting out i turned both of the running faucets off to the very end but the water was still bursting out like nothing had been touched i thought maybe i didn't do it the whole way and pushed and it was 100 percent the furthest the faucet would go but i twisted it a lot of times and the water speed didn't change at all let alone go off so I called my mother. She came in and turned it off and immediately went and immediately went and looked at me as if I was crazy. I can't explain this one, but I was but it was really creepy and I felt like I was going mad. I really put it the whole way so it should have been turned off. I always feel quite paranoid and anxious like I'm being watched or something. I've always been a fan of paranormal movies, etc., but this has been occurring for like 3 days and they're little things, but they're odd and that has and that this stuff has never happened before. I feel like I've been messed with. The end. Hmm. So to me, it seems like this is like early stage poltergeist activity. I could see that for sure. I mean, the phone was probably just spazzing. There's so many technical issues that it's hard to say that that is paranormal, but it also could be paranormal because like, of course, um, as we know, spirits use energy from electricity to make themselves known which clearly this spirit has or this you know poltergeist activity definitely has um made itself known um but you know i I, we've talked about this before and i don't i'm not too educated on poltergeists like Mm -hmm. i know that it's about objects moving on their own without it being there but does that mean that it's a spirit moving it or like like, I don't really know the technicality, so I would love to do an episode where we just we, we just dive more into more information about each type of haunting. Yeah, that, that could experience. be fun, like a little mini-series. Like, yeah. one episode is on residuals, one is on 
poltergeists. That'd be really cool. And then we just do like a bunch of experiences in that category. If you guys yeah. want that, let us know. Let us know. Email us at justbelievingspodcast at gmail.com. Okay. So now for my Ouija board story. Ouija boards are not to be fucked with. I I purchased a Ouija board from Amazon thinking it was bullcrap, had some friends over, and we popped it out. Three of us with our hands on it were asking questions. Nothing happened. We leave the slider on the board, I think they meant planchette, and leave the room. Come back, and the slider has slid off the board onto the floor. Needless to say, we were pretty freaked out. Ever since then, my house has come to life. I've seen dark masses peeking around corners multiple times. I look and it goes away, and then it appears when I look away. My parents and brother have also said they've seen and heard weird things since then. Their names being called when no one calls it. My brother claims his phone charger slid across the floor. I had a different friend over a few weeks ago, and he woke up in the middle of the night and saw a dark, tall figure standing in the doorway watching him sleep. I asked everyone in the house, and it wasn't them. And last night is the tipping point. I woke up at around 3.15 a.m. and saw a dark figure at the end of my bed. No face or distinct features, just a very big, dark, darker than darkness, as it was no light in my room, and it disappears and I felt so cold. I managed to go back to sleep and woke up throwing up this morning. I don't know what I brought into my house, but let this be a warning. Ouija boards are not to be fucked with. Wow. Thank you. Just constantly pushing the message and the agenda that Ouija (laughs) boards are not to be fucked with. And then they clearly didn't close the portal, right? Because they had no idea what they were doing. Since this person said that they thought that a Ouija board was bullcrap. That's how you first know they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. Mm -hmm. And then the scariest part, which we talked about a few episodes back, is seeing a dark figure that's darker than the dark itself. That's That's horrifying. horrifying. Mm Mm-hmm. What I like, though, about this one, though, is that the person who wrote it didn't seem particularly surprised because you always, like, hear people using them. They're like, I don't know what's going on. I used a Ouija board, but this is weird. You know what I mean? But this person's like, no, yeah, I used a Ouija board, and now I'm paying for it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. Okay, Lily, what's your next story? My next story is called... Let me see. I still have my old one open. Um there is something wrong with this bracelet. All right. So this is a strange story, and I will readily admit I know almost nothing about the paranormal. I honestly not I'm honestly not even entirely sure if I believe in it. Despite that, I can't ignore this feeling that there's something just really off and unsettling about this bracelet. It is unnerving to the point where I am nervous to post this here. The fact that I don't know really anything about paranormal activity makes me somewhat paranoid because I'm not sure what the protocol is for things like this. Uh, I'm not even sure what this is. And so I need your help, even if to at least just understand if this has been made up by my head for the last decade. Let's start with how I got this bracelet. It was 10 to 12 years ago during a summer fair for my church. During this fair, among the Rising Games, The church had set up a white elephant sale on the outskirts of the fair in one of the recreation halls. I'm not sure if the term white elephant sale is regional, but it essentially is a thrift sale of sorts put on typically by a nonprofit, in this case a church, and consists of donated secondhand items sold to raise money. My friend and I got bored at some point during the day and wandered into the white elephant sale with a couple bucks each. I honestly don't remember much about this particular day except finding the bracelet. I remember being immediately drawn to it. It is not very unusual or overly unique looking, and it seems like it might be from the 70s to 80s based on its style, but don't quote me on that. 
I do know that I wasn't drawn to it because of what it looked like. I don't know why I was. I bought it. I vividly remember the older woman who checked me out commenting on how pretty it was. The first time I noticed a rather malevolent energy coming from the bracelet was the first time I put it on after bringing it home. Now, I was around 14 here, attending a strict Catholic school, so I had no concept of spirits at the time, except for the standard campfire ghost stories. Despite that, I remember right after putting it on feeling very, I guess, unsettled. I'm not even sure how you would describe this feeling. It's the same feeling every time I look at this bracelet, and still to this day, it's just uneasiness. The best way I can describe it is almost like the feeling of being watched. The feeling very quickly built into breathless fear. I ripped it off my wrist as fast as I could and actually threw it across the room on reflex. I put it out of sight, and a few days later, I managed to convince myself that I was completely imagining this perceived dark energy. To prove to myself that I was being ridiculous, I went and put the bracelet on again. The same thing happened with me ripping off the bracelet and within a minute and hiding it away in gripping fear of something I still don't understand. I put the bracelet in a box uh, that day, and I have really avoided touching it and going near it since. One random thing that stands out to me about this whole thing is that I remember quickly deciding after first putting on the bracelet, without having really any knowledge of the supernatural in a non-biblical sense, that there was something very wrong with this bracelet. This notion felt very concrete in my mind, less like an idea or theory, but a fact. I'm not really sure if this is complete nonsense. Honestly, if it is, it will be a relief. I have pretty much avoided researching the subject. I stuck the bracelet in the box in the back of the closet and now try to think about it as little as possible while it is still in my possession. Any insight, uh, any insight into any part of this helps. Like I said, I'm a newbie. It is very bizarre to be genuinely fearful of a bracelet of all things in this world, and I wish I could explain it. I, it, blah, 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 sorry. <laughs> if you, my mouth is so dry. If you know anything about this, please help me out with what I can do. The end. Sell that bracelet. Sell the shit out of that bracelet. Oh, hell yeah. I don't think we've ever, have we talked about haunted jewelry before? We've talked about haunted objects, but. Um, we might've had like a story on haunted jewelry, but we've never done like a, but I don't think so. I, there has to be so much haunted jewelry because maybe that was on someone that died. Ooh, and it was yes. a dark spirit that then took host of the bracelet and now is haunting the people that wear the bracelet and whoever Juicy, it gets passed I on love to. It. That'd be a good story. All right, we're making that into a movie, Lil, that we're going to star in. Yeah, This is our big break. I'll do the bracelet. I'll do the <laughs> as a giant bracelet. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll be the bracelet. Yeah, it reminded me of the meme. It was like, if you ever feel bad about yourself, my brother was grass in his school play, and he's just like on the floor. (laughs) That's how I feel right now. Okay, so my next story is titled Creepy Daughter. Okay, Okay. so when my daughter turned four, she went a little weird. (laughs) One day, she was crying in our dining room. I asked what was wrong. She told me that her imaginary friend, Mimi, was dead. Actually... Apparently, Mimi and her friend Shushu were playing with a gun, and Shushu accidentally shot Mimi in the face. Normal. That was the start. Another time, when we were at the park, she asked me how I was going to get home with that flat tire. So I walked to my truck, and the tire was not flat. We argued about it for a bit till she stormed off saying, well, I see a flat. The next day, 
when I was walking to my car, the tire was indeed flat. Then a few months later, she asked a friend of my wife. Oh, uh, then a few months later, she asked a friend of my wife what she was going to name her baby girl. My friend's wife explained that she's not pregnant. Well, my daughter kept insisting that she was until my wife got on to being. Oh, until my wife got on to her for being so rude and then apologizing for a while. Well, my friend's wife was curious because my daughter was so sure that she was pregnant. She decided to take a test that night. Of course, it came back positive. (laughs) Nine months later, she had a baby girl. Now, for the part that scares me. One day, I'm watching TV. Daughter walks up, and out of nowhere, she says, Daddy, don't worry. You and Mommy will be in heaven before I have my own kids. So, yeah, she has said other things to my wife that have come true. She is six now, and the last prediction she made was me and my wife dying before she had kids. She's six now, so I guess I got some time left. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so fucking horrifying. Imagine your daughter just casually predicting the future, like, all nonchalantly. Like, yeah, you're going to die before I have my own kids. Yeah, your tire's flat. Yeah, she's pregnant. Uh, just so casual about everything. Another moral of the story. Just don't have kids. True. Just don't Adopt have a dog kids. instead. They will never make predictions about you dying before they have puppies. Ever. <laughs> Especially if you have them fixed. Spay and neuter your dogs. Who Thank you, Bob Barker. Yes, Bob Barker. <laughs> it. All right, what's your last story? Okay. My last story is called... Wait, I have two more, I thought. You have two more? Wait, did I only have four? We can totally... Let me see. I might, have, I might just still have an old one open. I was going to say, I think that was the last one. Yeah, I just forgot to delete Oh, okay, one. okay. Sorry. No worries. <laughs> I was down to do a six. I was about to find one real quick, but all right. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is called, My Passed Away Grandfather Was Listening and Gave Me a Sign. This happened a couple years ago, and it was, um, and it was the most incredible experience that further solidified my belief in the paranormal. It was either it was Easter 2018, I believe, and my whole family was over at my grandmother's house for the typical things: breakfast, small activities, and just having a good time. She told me to come inside, so I took off my shoes outside the living room entry for her garage. This is important later, and led me to my grandfather's room where she still keeps a lot of his football memorabilia collections and other general things from his past and she keeps the entire room looking like he'll be back any minute to lay down oh i can't remember exactly what prompted it but she and i started sorting through his old coin collection coins were kind of a big thing between him and i as a kid he passed down a very nice map of the united states that had indentations in each state for their respective coins my grandparents got me one of those too my grandma did too so it's such a grandparent thing just grandparent thing. (laughs) Um, Every year, he'd always fill up an old coffee container with spare change, so by Christmas, he could go and give me whatever whatever amount was inside. You get the idea. After my grandmother and I reminisced some more, I was ready to go back outside with everyone else. So just before I go to put... Just before I put on one of my shoes, I saw a glint coming from inside of it. There, somehow, was a perfectly shiny quarter, almost mint condition, from the 1970s lying in the sole. No one came inside from that way. I wasn't carrying any change on me. There was no way it could have ended up there by accident. I took it out to show my grandmother, and she just smiled and nodded. 
I've kept it in display in my room to this day. If you've read through this, thank you. I have no idea what prompted me to share this suddenly. Maybe he just knows that I'm struggling right now and talking about it could make me feel better. I miss you, Grandpa. Aww. The end. Oh. They do say that spirits will drop pennies or small units of change to let them to let their loved ones know that they're present. So the fact that he also clocked coins definitely verified that that's him. Just letting them know that he's there in spirit. Oh, I just it warms my heart knowing that there are people sharing their time in the afterlife with their loved ones. Right? So sweet. Like, that's that's how it's done. None of that, you know, conjuring, spooky, kooky-ooky nun bullshit. Yeah. Mm. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> so, one of my favorite movies, but still one of the freakiest movies ever. Absolutely. Uh, all right. My last story, and the last story for today, is titled, A Ghost Led Me to Her Body on the Beach Last Year. Ooh! So, the last week of July last year, I went to Ocean City, Maryland with my boyfriend at the time. The first few nights were great. I got to see a longtime friend who lives there, and he was tagging along with us the night it happened. My boyfriend and my friend decided they wanted to go get crab fries. I wasn't interested because I just don't like Old Bay on fries. I'm sorry. Sue me. (laughs) So I decided to sit on a bench and wait for them. I saw a family go by, and I saw their daughter walking behind them. She looked really mad and was texting quickly as if she was in a really heated argument. She had short, bleached white hair and really sick tattoos. That's what made her stick out to me, her tattoos. They were awesome. So anyway, my boyfriend and friend come back over, and we walked behind that family for a while. We ended up getting distracted by the boardwalk performers, and I lost sight of them. I didn't think anything of it, though. Around 2 a.m., we were some of the only people on the boardwalk besides the small groups of drunk teenagers smoking cigarettes and yelling. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like the Jersey Shore. (laughs) Oh, I miss those. I miss those days before quarantine where you just see, like, all the trashy people at Seaside Heights. Just just people watching alone is the best part of going down the shore. Um, Absolutely. And I saw her again running towards the beach crying. I want to go after her and ask if she was okay, but my boyfriend advised me just to stay out of it and keep going. We went to our hotel and fell asleep. At about 6 a.m., I got up, rolled a joint, and and quietly left the room. The hotel we were staying at had a nice sitting area out front looking over the ocean. I admired the view for a few minutes when I noticed her again. She was walking down the boardwalk looking confused and scared. She was crying still. I got this weird gut feeling to follow her. I tucked my joint into my clutch and followed a little bit behind her. She looked nervous and was looking left and right as if she was lost. I followed her all the way to the 2nd Street beach ramp. She suddenly bursted into a full sprint crying hysterically. I don't know why, but I shouted, Hey, wait, do you need help? I ran to the beach and just stood in shock. Nobody was there, but I could hear soft sobbing nearby to the right of me. I walked down the beach a little ways before I saw it. Where the sobbing sounds had led me, there was an arm sticking out from the sand. It was her arm. It was her tattoos. I'll never forget them. The sobbing stopped, and suddenly the ambient noises of the beach became louder again. I didn't notice at the time, but the whole time I was following her and then following the crying, everything else was completely silent. When I realized what I was looking at, I screamed for someone to call 911. A middle-aged couple came jogging up, the wife screamed, and the husband dialed them right away. I didn't have my phone with me. I don't like when sand ends up in the charging port. The police arrived a little while later. When they took my statement, I didn't even know what to tell them. I said I had been walking down the beach and just found her. It took them hours to dig her out. When they finally started to pull her out, they asked that all the civilians and witnesses be led away. As we were walking with the police to a nearby spot to answer more questions, I saw her standing behind them, looking down at her own body. 
She looked up at me, nodded, and then she was gone. Initially, the report said she sat in a hole and it collapsed around her, but then it was later discovered that the big sand cleaners may have pushed the sand into the hole by mistake. But here's where it gets scary. She'd been missing since 2 a.m. She died somewhere between 2 and 3 a.m. And yet I saw and followed her. The entire time, I swear she looked real. I still have dreams about her. I've never forgotten a single detail. And then she actually linked the, uh, the police report. Um, so let's see. And this is from Lehigh Valley Live. Uh, let's see. Sending us to, let's see. Yeah. Bo- a woman's body found buried in sand. This was January 2nd of 2019. Wow. Oh, I this, have oh it was updated. Right I'm sorry. Now. This was updated in January 2nd of 2019, but this was originally posted August 1st of 2017. And the woman was ident- it was a 30-year-old woman um, from Texas. I guess she was there for vacation. Um, but yeah, there's not really much to the report, but that's pretty crazy. That's insane. That's I said it in another episode. One of my biggest fears is like finding a dead body. And birds. And birds. How crazy would it have been if she walked in and there were birds all around the dead body? Oh my god, like vultures eat oh I actually just got a a chill went down my spine and I I'm cringing so hard just thinking about it. All right, guys. Well, that concludes this episode of Just Ghouly Things, the quarantine spooky story special, episode 59. Lily, do you have anything to end us off on? Watch out for birds. And Ouija boards. And Ouija boards. Yeah, really, guys, with the Ouija boards. (laughs) All right. Come on now. (laughs) Let's get with the socials, right? Yep. All right. Follow us on Instagram at Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and at Lily Baldessari. Twitter. JGT podcast. Donate to our Patreon. Just Cooly Things Podcast. Oh wait, did I miss any? Facebook. Oh yeah. Facebook like page. <laughs> Just Cooly Things Podcast. Facebook private group. Just Cooly Things Podcast. Group. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience that you'd like to share on our show, feel free to email us at Just Cooly Things Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening, Boo Things, and we will talk to Boo tomorrow. Goodbye.